Welcome to Politics Unpacked, the series where we explain one of the biggest news topics of the day, then debate the issue with the TLDR team. With only hours to go until results start rolling in on election night, we're discussing the states to watch and what you should know when watching the results come in. This is Politics Unpacked. Before we get into the discussion with the TLDR team, let me give a quick overview of what you should expect on election night. Tonight, polls close a variety of times across the states, due to the different time zones in the US, starting at 6pm Eastern and ending at 11pm Eastern. In a non-COVID election, broadcasters will tend to project the winner of a state soon after polling closes, except for situations in which a race is expected to be very close, in which case these go in the too early or too close to call brackets. For example, safe states like Kentucky for the Republicans or New York for the Democrats are easy to declare even before all ballots are in. Of course, this time around, there will still be many of these safe states, but there will be more states in the too early to call bracket than normal due to expected delays due to counting ballots in some places. Because of the higher number of ballots that are being mailed in due to the pandemic this year, alongside the fact that these take longer to count and some states are not even allowed to start the counting process until polls close, results will invariably be delayed. That being said, because current forecasts see a very strong chance of a Joe Biden win, experts such as Nate Silver of 538 reckon there's still a pretty good chance of seeing a result on the night. By now, you've probably heard which of the main swing states to look out for, but there are just a few more that you should be paying special attention to. Florida is the major prize swing state, and despite my talk of delayed results, the state is expected to report mail-in ballots pretty quickly, because it already had the infrastructure and the laws to allow it to process and count these before election day. It's widely thought that Trump needs to win Florida and its 29 electoral votes to retain the presidency. After all, he's not expected to win any states that voted Democrat in 2016, so by losing Florida, Trump drops from his 2016 total of 306 electoral college votes to 277, meaning that if he were to lose any more swing states, such as Pennsylvania, Michigan or Wisconsin, then the race would likely be over for him. Florida is this time, as it always is, extremely tight. While polls give Biden a tight lead, they are well within the margin of error. If Trump wins Florida, then it opens up his route to the White House a lot more. Speaking of those other crucial states, Pennsylvania and Michigan are expected to take a while to report results, but Wisconsin should have made its announcement by the end of the night. It's also worth noting, there's been a lot of talk about a blue wave followed by a red mirage, followed by another blue wave when it comes to the reporting of the results. Keep in mind that more Democrat voters have voted early or used mail-in ballots, whereas Republicans are expected to vote on the day more often. Florida and other such swing states like Arizona and North Carolina can process mail-in ballots earlier so it's expected that results would be skewed towards the Democrats in these states before the Republican vote builds up. In states such as Pennsylvania, where mail-in ballots won't be counted until later in the day, the reverse might happen. There may well be the illusion that Trump is winning handily before those backlogged early votes come in to restore some parity. The big question is though, which of these states is the most important and what else should you know before election night? 
I'm joined to answer those questions by Brett and Hamilton from the TLDI US team and Josh from TLDI US and TLDI UK. Hello guys, how are you all doing? Good, thank you. Doing good. Nice. So, first question for you all um, is around states. And obviously we know that as election night goes on, we're going to see a variety of states' results called and various polling information released and early data and that kind of thing. So I'm interested from each of you, which states are you particularly looking out for? Which states are you going to take as a good indicator of how the race is going? First off, the two states that I would pay most attention to are Pennsylvania and Florida, because Trump has such a tough road to 270 without Florida. I just, I don't know that he can pull it out without it. Yeah, definitely Florida. And I think Arizona has been criminally undercovered this year. So I'll be watching that both because of the presidential race there and the Senate race. Yeah, similar to you guys, really. The uh, one thing I would say about Pennsylvania is it's not expected that we're going to get results from Pennsylvania for maybe a few days after the election. So if it's really close, it might not be that we really see anything for a few days. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye on Florida primarily. But in addition to what you guys said, maybe like North Carolina as well, because that's another big swing state. Absolutely. So there's a whole bunch of things to be paying attention to on election night. And I think this election, possibly more than any other ones in recent memory, certainly, is probably going to be a different kind of election night because of how the results will be coming in, um, because of the waves of results we're expecting, different kinds of votes. Uh, every state obviously has different rules around who can count what kind of votes and when. So how do you think that's going to shape election night? The fact that we're not necessarily going to get a whole state called together we might get some votes first and then some other ones later if it's close there's potential that's going to cause a lot of confusion because i think as we're going to have alluded to in the um introduction you've got some states where there'll be mail-in ballots counted first which indicates there'll be like a a rise in the democrat vote and then the republican votes on the day will come in and it'll maybe come back and then there's the other one where mail-in ballots come after polling day so you've got a shift towards the republicans on polling day and then it'll come back towards the democrats afterwards but this sort of depends on it being close if it's not that close either way then that probably is less likely to be an issue but if it is going to be close especially in certain states then it's definitely something to like think about and watch out for yeah, definitely. And that's something that Jason Miller was saying on ABC this weekend. Jason Miller is one of Trump's senior campaign advisors. Um, he said, speaking on this week, that if you speak with many smart Democrats, they believe that Tr President Trump will be ahead on election night, probably getting 280 electoral votes somewhere in that range. And then they're going to try to steal it back after the election. So that's obviously a quote from the Trump side there. And I think it's worth and feel free Americans and people who know more than me on this correcting me if I'm wrong. Um, but that's not exactly how election night is going to work. The idea that Trump would have 280 electoral votes and then it be stolen back from him. Um, that's not really the reality of the situation because it's only really the media who's calling the results that early. Trump wouldn't have the, the votes to have them taken away until all the results are counted. So coming from that confusion and that potential misinformation, do you envision that being a genuine issue on election night? Do you think there's going to be a lot of confusion about results or uh, are you less worried about that? I mean, I think that depends on how well behaved the candidates are, by, mm -hmm. by which I mostly mean the president. I mean, saying that Jason Miller's statement there is incorrect is perhaps putting it mildly. I think there is a certain degree of worry that the, the Trump campaign is going to try and say that, like, 
oh, we, we won with the preliminary votes or whatever, and then they're going to try and disqualify the rest of that. I, I don't think that's how it's going to go. I think people are more sensible than that. But if they try to do something like that, it's going to be a messy week. Uh, so that obviously depends slightly on different states' rules. So as we mentioned in the introductory section too, uh, different state rules dictate how election results can be counted. And there's obviously some states which are important to the race um, that counts can't start until polls have closed, which obviously could delay things. So are there any particular states we should be aware of that that's the case for? Are there any particular ones that could be slow? I know Josh, you alluded to some of them already, but are there any that could really slow this election down? Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, Pennsylvania. And I think it's Michigan of the, the Midwest ones are going to be quite slow. And obviously, especially Pennsylvania as Hamilton is pointing out, um, you know, it's a big prize. It's it's 20 electoral votes. And, you know, if Trump can't get Florida, then has to get basically every other big state. And, you know, if he doesn't get Pennsylvania, then that's, if he doesn't get Florida and Pennsylvania, then it's sort of all over. So taking so much time to declare does present the possibility of the Trump campaign sort of putting out a lot of messaging about oh it's like fraudulent it's not being properly counted and stuff he's, he's already said they're going to bring the lawyers in like as soon as the polls close basically so it, it presents a lot of issues i i should just jump in and say at least with florida we are expected to get results fairly quickly i know yeah. it's weird to say that florida is the one running elections efficiently <laughs> um but they are expected to do this relatively quickly florida is one of the few states that we will probably emphasis on probably no on election night um pennsylvania no so are there any other things that particularly people should be aware of on election night so these could be things for people who are watching at a u.s election more intently this year than normal um, whether that's international viewers or domestic viewers too or are there any things people should be aware of just specifically about this election being such an unusual one, both when it comes to polarization and candidates, as well as how people are voting? I don't want to give away too much for our video tomorrow that I'm, I'm currently working on. But one thing that uh, I came across a study from 2007 that would suggest that bad weather can affect voter turnout. And actually, it would suggest that Democrats are less likely to turn out in bad weather. So I thought that was interesting. Would that have as much impact this year if we're expecting potentially at least Democrats to have turned out more in early voting? Could that end up helping them because they've got a smaller percentage of their total voters turning out on election day? And that's a good point. And, and that is where the, the uniqueness of this election comes in. Yeah. The short answer to that would be, I don't know. Anything you think we should be looking out for Hamilton on election night? I mean, I think it is worth noting that there's all this talk about like, oh, will election, will the election be called on election night? Elections are never official on election night. That has <laughs> never once happened in American history because it does take time for states to to officially count up all the ballots. So if any one candidate, cough, the president, cough, is is trying to say like, oh, we need to have like finalized results tonight or whatever, ignore that. Um, yeah. It's going to be multiple weeks at least until we have final official results whether or not that will massively affect the final electoral college map uh, that that depends on how on how the election goes and josh anything from you yeah i mean just two things specific to uh tomorrow rather than just in general but um 
a lot of the way that um like Hamilton said it doesn't often you don't get the results for a while but you know one of the candidates usually concedes during the evening and that's is sort of like okay like it's over while the counts still carry on going if it's close obviously I don't think we're going to see any sort of conceding from either candidate and you might get a situation depending on how the votes have sort of shifted if we've seen this so-called red mirage or whatever it's being called today like you might see Trump or even Biden like declare victory prematurely as a as a way of sort of delegitimizing anything that comes later mm-hmm. so just set any sort of thing that seems to be being done for just partisan gain without a lot of statistical backing might be something to just be wary of um what do you guys see as kind of the worst case scenario when it comes to um tomorrow night obviously not from a partisan perspective but just from a clarity perspective what what could we be looking at from a perspective of this isn't over yet funny you should say that let me go ahead and and dispel my myth right quick um i've been looking at numbers and if let's assume for just a moment that the election map looks very similar to the way it did in 2016 Mm -hmm. if you take the 2016 results and you take uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania, and Biden wins those two, and Trump does not win the one electoral vote that he had in Maine, it, and, and but he takes Wisconsin, that sets us up for a tie. And, no, no, um, we can't. We can't have a tie. <laughs> I, can't right, I thought we'd put it. you off this earlier. <laughs> um, I've heard and I've seen a lot on social media about... Um, theories with regard to a Biden win. Um, so let me just clarify a couple things. First off, if it's a tie, it goes to Congress. We, we touched on that in one of our uh, State of the Election videos here a while back. And if it goes to Congress, it is worth noting that it is the new Congress that would, um, that would decide. So the House of Representatives decides the president. However, it is done by state delegation. So in Mississippi, for instance, we have four de- four representatives in the House, three Republicans, one Democrat. So they vote within themselves, and then Mississippi casts one vote. Each state gets one vote. Now, currently, Republicans control more state delegations than Democrats. Democrats are extremely hopeful that they will not not only retain their majority in the House, but expand it. So it is entirely possible that you could see a, a Democratic House with enough state delegations to, to elect Joe Biden. However, I honestly don't see that happening. And, and then, of course, the Senate would choose the vice president. Uh, and, of course, they do vote individually. So... Uh, what's really interesting about that scenario is you could uh, theoretically see a President Trump, but a Vice President Kamala Harris, should Democrats take control of the Senate. I mean, that's a sitcom waiting to happen. That is that that would be that would be so much drama. It would be unbelievable. I've I wasn't keen on the idea of the uh, of the tie a minute ago, but now I've heard of that possibility. I'm suddenly much more <laughs> up for it. That sounds good fun. Let me dispel one other thing, and that is that I've heard a lot of theories with regard to Joe Biden, um, and and they're using the 25th Amendment to oust him. Now, I I don't buy into any of that. Um, so sorry, I, just for context on this, Brett, this is the theory that um, the Democrats, having got Joe Biden elected, would try to get rid of him, presumably in favor of someone more left wing. Is that the theory we're discussing? Exactly. Okay, exactly. 
Um, and in this case, Kamala Harris. Well, the theory poses or posits that um, they would get rid of Biden and Kamala Harris would be would become president and then Nancy Pelosi becomes vice president. That is not true. The, 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 the history teacher in me goes crazy every time somebody says that. Um, the way that works, the 25th Amendment lays out how to fill a vacancy in the vice presidency. If for whatever reason Joe Biden would die, resign, get removed under the 25th, whatever the case might be, Nancy Pelosi does not become vice president. Uh, Kamala Harris would ascend the presidency, and then she would nominate someone to, to be vice president who would then be subject to confirmation by both houses of Congress. And that, that rumor arises from the fact that in like the line of a session, she falls next. So yes. if that were to happen, and then before a vice president was confirmed, say Kamala Harris was for some reason unable to hold the office, it would then go to um, That's correct. Pelosi, correct? That's but correct. I mean, that is so many ifs in a row that yes. it's not really worth worrying about. Not only would Democrats have to retain control of the House, but they would have to reelect Nancy Pelosi as speaker, which yeah. is entirely uh, in, inside the realm of possibility. But it's also a, entirely possible that the left wing of the Democratic Party, the AOCs of the world, are going to rebel and demand that, you know, someone else take over as leader of the Democratic Party in the House. Yeah, I mean, that that's another interesting conversation to probably have post-election, regardless of which side wins, um, what Agreed. direction the party wants to take it in, whether that's Republican or Democrat when it comes to speakers in both houses. But speaking, we've mentioned the Senate briefly. Obviously, the House um, were pretty, well, most polls are pretty confident the Democrats will either maintain their control of the House or increase it. Uh, the Senate, obviously, there's a bit more conversation there of Republicans currently hold control of the Senate, um, but there's at least the possibility, some would say distinct possibility, that the Democrats could take control of the Senate. Now, I know, Josh, obviously, you wrote the video that came out yesterday on this, mm. so you're probably a bit more primed for this. Um, but broadly, obviously, we asked at the beginning the states we should keep an eye on. Are there any yeah. particular Senate races that you think could be the ones that swing it? Which ones are the ones that are really key to this? The Democrats have got to win four races, assuming that Doug Jones loses his seat in Alabama, which is pretty much a certainty. Um, and this is assuming that Kamala Harris is vice president and can have the deciding vote in the Senate. But there's, so there's two that um, are pretty much certain to go from Republican to Democrat, which leaves two seats that they would need to get. And there's specifically, there's a race in North Carolina between uh, Tom Tillis and... Carl Cummings, the Democrat, well, it's close, but he is favoured to win that one. And there's another couple in, you've got Maine, Susan Collins, who's quite a well-known senator, who mm -hmm. has traditionally had quite like a broad church of support across party lines in Maine. But because of various reasons, for example, voting uh, to confirm Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court a couple of years ago, and then to acquit Trump from impeachment, that... Um, lost her quite a lot of support in her state. So those are a couple to keep an eye on. And then there's ones, there's a race in Iowa, which is looking like a pretty much a dead heat at the minute. Um, also, there's a couple in Georgia, but there's a chance that, well, definitely one's going to um, carry on until January because of just some quirks in the Georgia rules. Um, mm. There's another one. It's more likely to get result um, in the next few days, but that is, again, leaning Republican. So those are just a few to keep an eye on. But, like, the Democrats would need to get two out of, like, you know, like six or seven possible ones. So it's, it's looking, 
you know, quite favourable if you're a Democrat that they could, you know, take control of the Senate. And this is obviously really important, regardless of which side of the conversation are on. We're framing this from mm-hmm. the perspective of can the Democrats swing it and which ones the Democrats need. But equally, regardless of which side you're on, the Republicans need to be able to protect those Senate seats they already have. Just to round off this, um, is there anything else? I know we've already discussed things to keep an eye on. Is there anything else you think people should be aware of heading into election night? And also, I'm just interested, um, what are your election night plans? Where are you going to be watching? How long do you plan on staying up? Are you staying up? for 82 hours straight until we get something out of Pennsylvania. Um, no, you will be. Uh, I hope not. I don't. I plan on staying up one night, but more than that feels a little excessive. But um, anything else we should be aware of? And also, what are your plans for tomorrow night? Uh, I will be at home um, w- with my two cats. I have no intention of staying up half the night. For one thing, I have school on, on Wednesday morning. Yeah. Um, so I have no intentions of staying up, so... Uh, I'll probably end up staying up, which will be a fun experience. Really looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> that sounds more yeah. like you're staying up because of stress and inability to sleep rather than real enthusiasm there. <laughs> probably. I mean, I hope to be enthusiastic by the end of the night, but I mean, I hope to to know something by the end of the night, but I'm, you know... I would not be surprised if the race carries on until Friday or the next week. I I think just, you know, Florida, that Florida and Pennsylvania yeah. could yeah. be like the that could be the entire podcast, just those two words. Those <laughs> states are going to define the election, especially with Florida being potentially callable on election night. If yeah. if Biden wins that, it's over for Trump. Alternatively, if Trump wins that, it's gonna be a long week and josh anything from you i'm gonna be up i mean my bedtime's usually about 10 o'clock so i'll uh it might be a bit of a struggle but i'll do a struggle <laughs> but i'll pile myself with coffee or whatever and you know see see what comes i mean the more You'll i look be... into it the more i research the more i write things about this I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's probably a pointless exercise to stay up but i'm gonna do it anyway you're going to be lucky to still be awake before polls even close on the East Coast, I think, Josh. But yeah, well, that's what I was, I was thinking. Every time they use, like, you know, they say polls close at, like, you know, 7 o'clock or something, I'll be like, oh, I'll be up for that. And then I realise that's 7 o'clock Eastern time, time and it's midnight here and I'll be <laughs> usually half asleep. So, you know, I don't well, know, but I'm hoping there'll be people in the slack to keep me up. I'll be talking to you, don't worry. Um, we'll hopefully yeah. have something uh, on the TLDI US channel. Uh quick shout out youtube.com forward slash tldius i imagine you know otherwise why are you listening to this <laughs> uh, but if you didn't know uh we'll probably have something out on wednesday maybe i guess it depends on how the election goes um but we'll be keeping you up to date either way well yeah hopefully there'll be someone awake ben will be so we'll get him to do it with no it with no knowledge of the us <laughs> let's get ben to write it because he'll be the only one who's still awake um but i guess uh, i don't know i wouldn't say good luck but no none of us are really doing anything but i feel like there's so many nerves around and everyone's so on edge on both sides that everyone deserves a good luck um i hope everyone makes it through election night um and i don't know if i'm excited to speak to you all again afterwards later in the week um but it's gonna happen we'll get there so thanks for speaking to, to us today um and hopefully we can get through this together Jack, I'm kind of curious. Uh, uh-huh. We've heard everybody else's predictions. Yeah. Do, who do you think oh. will win? I was deliberately keeping predictions out of this episode, Brett. Um, but <laughs> I can answer your question. Um, I don't know. 
I think. Feel free to edit it out. I was just wondering. And don't worry, I did answer Brett's question. But if you want to hear the answer, then you'll have to listen to the Patreon exclusive cut of this video. To become a Patreon, support the channel, and find out my prediction, head over to patreon.com forward slash TLDR news. Alternatively, we will release this section of the podcast later in the week, so no need to if you don't want.